Welcome to The Blaze. This is episode 186. I'm your host, Alejandro Veda. Thank you for pushing play to another blazing week. And I got to tell you, this has been an amazing week. We've been pushing it all week, trying to just get by, grind by. And we've been doing a good job just by keeping our head afloat, uh, keeping up with the podcast, and also keeping up with our workouts throughout the week. You know, it's been a tough time uh, trying to just really get the motivation to just really do too much. And and we haven't really been doing it. So uh, I'm not going to blame myself. I'm not going to blame my wife. But this weekend, we are going to take a little trip out of town, go visit my parents and really uh, unwind a little bit. You know, it's been real hectic here at at the house and uh, just trying to just, you know, motivate ourselves to get a little bit better each and every week and we're going to use this time to really correct some of the mental and and also our physical uh imbalances that way you know each and every week coming up into uh the holidays we're not going to be uh too too pent up with with uh with bad energy you know that's something that uh, we like to do right before we go into the holiday season we like to really just take a break uh usually we take you know, a longer break, uh, but this week uh, we'll be taking only about five days off. Uh, so it's going to be a real nice treat for both of us, which we both need a, a, a break right now. Uh, and just getting everything together for the podcast this week has been real, uh, just hectic, you know, uh, finding that time uh, to to really get it done. And, and if you're listening to this week, we're, we're, we're actually uh, pre-recording this week. So uh, that way you guys know uh, we're not going to be, well, we will be uh, dropping this on a Thursday, but uh, definitely it's a previously recorded podcast uh, because we will be on, on the road as, uh, as we drop this uh, on Thursday. But anyway, uh, but this week, you know, there was so much going on uh, in the town. Uh, we had baseball. We had uh, Cumbiatron. We had um, soccer. We, I mean, the, the the Valley during this time of the year is the best time of the year. I'm telling you, especially when it gets, you know, closer to October. We're going to be uh, talking about the, the, the Fresno Fair. Uh, that's something that, you know, we're definitely excited to uh you know, to attend, we're we're, we're big time go fairs. Uh, we like to we like to get the food. We like to see the entertainment. We we like to see uh, just the people that that surround us throughout uh, that whole two week of, of the fair. So make sure you guys are getting ready for that. Um, you know, tickets right now are, are definitely on sale, and and you can find those everywhere. But um, one thing I, I like to do is uh, just go one day for for the food. Uh, the next day, maybe catch a concert, maybe catch some music. And then I like to go maybe that last day, um, that last Sunday that they have. Uh, they usually have mariachis or, um, or uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, a, like a Mexican celebration on, on that Sunday. It's always a great time to go. Um, I look forward to, you know, the, the beef jerky that they sell in the comp commerce uh area um that's something that that i don't know why that, that's something that i get every single time that and lemonade th- those two things and then i'm and then i'm good and and a, and a cotton candy of course but i i'm i'm really excited you know as you can feel the the weather starting to change especially uh once it gets dark at night you could you could start feeling that wind start blowing that cool air 
Um, I, I'm hoping we're going to start seeing some rain soon. It, it feels like it. it felt like it yesterday, at least. Uh, it felt like it last night when uh, I got off of work. It, it was super windy, uh, about you know 64 degrees outside. Uh, I, you can definitely feel that temperature changing, and you can definitely feel uh, the time changing as well. And I, I, I'm not too sure when that time changes, but it should be coming up soon. Uh, but just want to keep you guys. Uh, updated with with what's going on around uh here in fresno there's so much going on so let's get this week's uh podcast started but this week i was able to check out a new netflix original it was called made um it was actually released last year in 2021 but this is a a drama about a, a single mother you know a single mother um trying to find her way in this world uh it's a great show uh, that really makes you feel that perseverance that that you, that you need as a single mother. Um, you know, she comes from a broken home. Uh, her dad and her mom ended up breaking up uh, early in her life. Um, she grew up with basically her mom uh, raising her, and and then she ended up getting pregnant at a at a young age. Um, this is when. You know the the story really starts off, and and she she really uh, starts to become her own woman, and uh, she starts trying to better herself uh, for for the sake of her daughter. Um, she ends up, you know, uh, having a a baby with not not so good of a guy. You know, he um, he just really is controlling. He has a lot of issues of his own. Um, alcoholism um, is, is a big part of it. Um, what what, end up, what ends up happening is is he ends up um, just really frightening her. Um, so she had to get out of that relationship, had to get out uh, before anything bad happens, uh, not only to her, but to her daughter as well. So this is a great story of perseverance and, and uh, of passion and, and, and unconditional love. Um, especially when it comes to uh, a mother and a daughter, um, you know, you, you see the trial and tribulations of trying to make a relationship work that just is not working. You know, when both parties are not working at it, um, it's a definitely, definitely hard road uh, ahead. Um, and I, I suggest everybody to watch this movie or, or the show. It's called Made. It's a Netflix original. Um it had a bunch of uh, uh, nominations uh, for awards, uh, including the Writers Guild of America and uh, award for the best adapted long form uh, show. Um, the writers of the show, I mean, I think that I think that's what the best part about the show was was the writing and and how um, entangled you get into this uh, story of this uh, of this poor girl. You know, it, it's a it's a great story to check out. I think everybody could get uh, something from it. It's it's off of it's off of a, of a, a true story, uh, but you know, you, of course, you, the, the names and everything uh, change. Uh, so it, it's just about a relationship um, that turns into abuse. And if you know anybody that is you know, abused or, or, or if you are abused in your relationship, 
Make sure you guys contact the National Domestic Violence Hotline. It's a free confidential uh, support line. You can call it 24-7, 365 days. Um, You know, the show just really gives you a heartbreaking um, awakening of of what it is uh, for a a single mother. You know, Um, for me, you know... I'm not going to say I don't know what it feels like, but but I, I've never seen, you know, the things that, that they had, to, that this woman had to go through, especially trying to make her dream of um, overcoming poverty, overcoming homelessness, overcoming alcoholism, overcoming the bad relationship that she had with her ex. Um, it was from a best-selling novel, too, so... You got to really uh, take a look at this. Uh, let me know what you guys think. It's called Made on Netflix. Uh, and let me know what you guys think. And this week, I just want to talk about a new uh, group, indie pop group that I was introduced to. Um, it's an American indie pop group from Brooklyn, New York. Um, they're called Wet. Uh, it, the The band has two albums. Um, one that they dropped in 2013, which is self-titled. Another one in 2016, and they actually had a couple uh, new releases uh, that just happened not too long ago. Um, and this um, this band definitely has a groovy sound, um, R&B sound. Um, I can't really put their sound in a box. It, it, it just to me um, it relaxes me. Um, I'm, I'm a big, big, uh, advocate for going outside the box, trying to find, uh, different music. And this is something that I, I couldn't believe I've never heard before. Um, but like I said, they're, they're, they're bef- they're basically a collective of songwriters, uh, musicians, producers, um, as well as, um, one of Frank Ocean's, um, keyboardists. Um, and it, they just really create some of the be- some some natural feeling music, uh, things that you could play um, now, and things that you could play, uh, you know, later. Um, what, what I mean by that is like I think I feel like their music is gonna be timeless in a way. Um, I haven't heard much of their older stuff. Uh, but the newer stuff is what I really was was into, especially their their latest uh, album, which is called Pink Room, and it's only a seven song EP, um, and but it was uh, released earlier uh, this year in July, and that's how long I've been holding on to this because there's been so much good music lately um, that I really wanted to uh, just tell you guys about, but you know. Um, like I said, there's other albums from Wet that are incredible, especially their 2021 release, Letter Blue. Uh, but this week, I really wanted to talk about Pink Room, uh, the the one that they just released in July. Um, and some of my favorite songs off the album are Canyon, There's a Light, and I'm Not Her. But the, the singer of this uh band is incredible um and and just the sound that they possess is it it really hits home for me uh but if you also want to listen to their album letter blue that was the one album that i was introduced to 
uh, which is also incredible. So make sure you guys check out Wet. Uh, let me know what you guys think about the Brooklyn indie pop group. Um, and let me know what you guys are listening to this week. Now let's talk about uh, some news that have been happening out in Fresno. And I want to talk about the ex-principal from Fresno that was charged with uh, child abuse after striking a student. Um, and this happened on June 7th in the school's cafeteria. It involves a, a principal who was charged last week with misdemeanor abuse after uh, they were viewing a surveillance video that captured him shoving a, a student. You know, the former principal was charged in Central California uh, with child abuse. Um, and it shows um, the character of this, you know, educator um it's a principal out of uh, walters elementary school that was charged with the child abuse um and it's sad that to see that someone with a veteran uh, status um would do something like this to an innocent kid um you know they say that uh the teacher um has been a teacher of special ed and an administrator for many years. Uh, but really his character is what is out to play, uh, out to be judged. Um, since the new, the, the newspaper obtained this video, um, it was released, I think last week I, I got, a, I got to witness, uh, the, the, the footage and, a day after that, that that video went public, you know, um, Friends of Unified ended up um, making uh, an investigation. Fresno Police Department ended up uh, it, becoming involved in investigation. And now um, the, the principal has since resigned from his position uh, since the beginning of August. So, you know, it, it's it's weird to, to see that something like this um, can take action in, in, a, in a school. Um, and what's so weird about that is he was hired um, shortly after the incident and became vice principal of uh, another um, elementary school. So this is a, a weird a situation. Um, the police department has still... Uh, have to go through this investigation. Um, they have to make probably contact with a lot of the teachers around there. Um, they're going to have to, you know, see what other things uh, this guy, this uh, principal has done. Um, this is hard to, to understand that um, you did this to a kid. And, and I believe it was a special ed, a special ed kid as well. Um, and, and it makes it even worse to see, uh, the video. Um, I couldn't imagine if it was my kid and whoever's kid it was, uh, I mean, I hope they don't try to, you know, go after the guy. Um, I just hope that this, this guy will get reprimanded for what he has did done to, to, to this, uh, child, especially if he has PTSD, if he's scared of other teachers, if he has problems later on in life, I think this is, uh, one of those things that could change a person's life, especially at a young age, 
um, of elementary school. Uh, you're barely growing. You're barely understanding uh, right from wrong at that age. So hopefully, you know, they get uh, the justice that they uh, deserve uh, for for the ch- for the child that was um, handled that way. And I hope you know this principal at one point really uh, reflects on what he did and, and, and how terrible of an incident that was. And I just want to make sure you guys um, just talk to your kids, you know, make sure that uh, you're understanding what, what they're uh, going through each and every day. Not only do they have to worry about bullies at school, but now they have to worry about these teachers putting their hands on these kids as well. Um, there's so much right now that's going on for these kids at school and in, in it's just so much pressure as well for these teachers. And I just think it's just one accident waiting to happen. And it, this is the accident um, that has been waiting to happen, especially, you know, when teachers don't have the composure that they need uh, to, to really do the job. It's a tough job. And I think it's for everybody. And I understand, you know, teachers are underpaid. They're uh, overworked. Um, but at the same time, if you go into that profession, you're making a choice and you're making a choice to really protect the children. So hopefully this guy um, gets what he deserves. Um, like I said, I think he had already got a job, uh, but but I, I think he is on um, academic uh, leave right now or um, administration leave um, as of right now going through this criminal case so it's gonna take a while to see exactly what's gonna happen what's uh what's gonna come from this but i think um there's gonna be a court hearing scheduled sometime in later in september so maybe we'll hear more about this uh make sure you guys stay tuned every week to the blaze podcast for more news around uh the valley and around california now it's time for our Friday Night Light segment, and let's talk about some CIF uh, high school football uh, central section scores. Um, and this week, we'll, we'll be talking about some of the top top teams this week. Um, and let's start off with last week's games on uh, Friday. They had number 11, Centennial, uh, versus Ridgeview, and Centennial ended up dominating that game 47-7. to uh, Then they had number 10, Kingsburg, versus Golden West, and Kingsburg has been on a dominant role as of late. Uh, they ended up winning that game 41-10. to And then on Friday, they had some great games around the Valley. Um, we'll start off with uh, Clovis West, number five Clovis West versus number 17 Bullard. And Clovis West ended up winning that game 28 to 14. Then they had uh, B- Bakersfield uh, Christian High School, who's number 22 in the Valley uh, or in the standings versus Faith Lutheran. And they lost 15 to 34. Then they had number eight Clovis uh, versus Salinas. And uh, Clovis got dominated throughout that game. Salinas uh, ended up beating Clovis 50-34. to And then we had number 21, Mission Oak versus Mount Whitney. Uh, Mission Oak has been pretty good this season, and they got the win with 30-6. to And then they had uh, Kerman versus Sunnyside. Uh, Kerman actually got a home field advantage on that game. Uh, they ended up winning 44-18. to 
Um, then we had number 13, St. Joseph versus Newberry Park. Uh, with the upset, Newberry Park ended up beating uh, St. Joseph 31-21. to And then probably the game of the week, it was uh, number... At the time, number two, Buchanan at number one, Liberty. But now we got uh, Buchanan at number one because they beat them um, at home 35 to 27. Um, so Buchanan ended up gaining into uh, that number one spot and Liberty dropped to that number two spot. Um, and then we had Edison, um, who's number 24. They beat El Demonte 34 to two. Wow, that was a... That was a, and then we had uh, number 13, Redwood, versus Tulare Western. And Redwood right now has been one of the best teams in that, um, I think, in their Division III. Um, but they're, they ended up winning that game 30-7. to And then we had uh, Clovis, or no, uh, California Central Valley Christian High School. Uh, versus uh, Clovis North. That was a number seven versus number 16. And uh, Central Valley Christian High School uh, ended up beating Clovis North 23-9. to Hanford West ended up beating Hoover 36-29. to Bakersfield, uh, number 14, gave Stockdale the donut 51-0. to Lamore beat uh, Sanger 42-18. to uh, number nine Frontier and number six Hanford. Uh, what a great game! It went down all the way to the wire to that game, um, but Hanford got the best of Frontier, uh, forty-nine to forty-seven. And then on Saturday we had um, number four Central uh, at Bishop Diego, and what a great game for Central! They ended up pulling it out, thirty-eight to thirty-four. And then the number three team, San Joaquin Memorial High School, um, ended up playing the number 12 team, Garces uh, Memorial, and they ended up getting uh, the W at 28-6. to uh, But some of the, some of the uh, matchups this week, we'll start off with our, uh, you know, we have Thursday games this week. We got Selma versus Reed Lee and Kalinga versus Justin Garza. And then on Friday... Um, we have number 24, Edison, who's 3-0, versus number 5, Clovis West, who is 4-0. Um, Paso Robles, uh, versus number 23, uh, Rigetti. Sanger versus number 11, Centennial. Number 19, Redwood, versus, uh, number 6, Hanford. Uh, number eight, Clovis versus number 17, Bullard. Number eight, Clovis versus number 17. Yeah, Bullard, sorry about that. Number 21, Mission Oak versus number seven, um, Central Valley Christian High School. Number one, Buchanan versus number three, San Joaquin Memorial. Number two, Liberty versus number four, Central. Number 15, Clovis East versus Tulare Union. Number 16, Clovis North versus number 14, Bakersfield. Independence uh, versus number 9, Frontier. And then we also have some Saturday games this week, which are more outskirt teams that play on Saturday. Uh, but th there's some great games this week. We Like I said, uh, Edison versus Clovis West. I mean, that's always a great game. Um, but the game I think is going to be the game of the week will be that Liberty versus Central game. It's going to be the number two Central versus or number two Liberty versus number four Central. And Central has uh, 
try is trying to stay in those standings um, each week been really tested and and seeing how well that they've uh, came through you know uh, really scoring a lot of points in the last couple of weeks so this is gonna be a great game as they'll take on uh, last year's you know CIF uh, central section uh, division champion uh, Liberty which just lost to Buchanan uh, last week so we're gonna see a lot of these teams start uh, shifting in uh, into gears and trying to jump up in standings and jump and people that are gonna start going down in standings so make sure you guys stick in with the uh, blaze podcast for the Friday night light segment now let's talk about our fellow state Bulldogs uh, our fellow state Bulldogs are now one and one. This week, our dogs faced off against the Oregon State Beavers in a game that went down to the last second of the game. The Beavers got the best of the dogs this week at Valley Children's Field, defeating the dogs 35-32. This game had a great showing from their wet, wet rave in support of our Bulldogs, even though we lost at the end of the game. Our QB, uh, Jake Hayner, had a terrific game throwing the ball 29 for 45 uh, for 360 yards and one touchdown. Hayner threw to eight different targets, uh, but at least three of his targets had over 80 plus yards as uh, number one wide receiver Nico Remigio had uh, six receptions for 100. And our running back uh, had a great running game um, and was the reason why we had so much success on the offensive side as our running back number seven, Jordan Mims, ran the ball for 21 carries for 122 yards. He averaged 5.8 yards a carry and had two touchdowns. You know, the dogs had a tough time facing off against Oregon State's offense as they were led uh, by QB number 10, Chance Nolan, who threw for 219 yards and one touchdown. The Dogs also got eight alive, allowing Oregon State's running back number five, Deshaun Fenwick, to run 102 yards with one touchdown. Our Dogs are looking to bounce back this week after losing to OSU as the Beavers ran that ball on a two-yard line to expire time to give Oregon State uh, the, the win uh, this week. The Dogs will have another tough Pac-12 matchup this week going up against USC um, at USC at the Coliseum. This week, the Dogs will have a chance to defeat a top 10 team as USC is ranked number seven this week. Um, I know our QB Jake Hayner is ready to play um, and he loves to play in these big games um, in some of the biggest moments. And um, he put together one of the best uh, games of his career last year against UCLA, and that was also on the road. Um, they they took down number thirteen UCLA last year. Um, in in what Jake Hayner um, he played his heart out um, in a heroic win uh, to win that game. Um, this week the Dogs will be going up against an air raid offense. That's what they call it, an air raid which new USC head coach Lincoln Riley has implemented this season. Um, and he used to uh, coach for Oklahoma in the previous seasons. In in both games the Trojans played, uh, they have averaged over 50 points a game, over 50 points. And this series between USC and Fresno State, USC owns the record at 4-1. And, and they're looking 
the dogs are looking to finally get their first win in the Coliseum. You know, it will be a tough matchup, but our red wave really travels well. So I hope we can see a good showing of dog fans in that Coliseum Stadium. In order for the dogs to win this week, they will need to stop USC's passing attack. Um, they'll ha also have to stay physical and, and not allow big plays from the line of scrimmage. And if we could limit our penalties and also turn some of those field goals into touchdowns, we'll see a lot of success. But kickoff at the Coliseum is set for Saturday, September 17th at 7.40 p.m. Um, the game will be um, broadcasted on Fox. Uh, make sure to wear your red. Support our dogs this weekend as they face off against a great USC team. Make sure to tune in every week for more on your Fresno State sports. Now let's talk some Fresno Grizzlies baseball. And the Grizzlies are 42-24. and 24. Uh, The Grizzlies finished the season in first place in the California League standings. Uh, the Grizzlies, Grizzlies finished their away series versus San Jose uh, Giants last week, 4-2. Uh, they ended up winning the first game 12-6, lost the second game 3-9. Won the third game four to three, lost the fourth game four to twelve, won the fifth game four to three, and then won their last game ten to ten or twelve to ten. And this week the Grizzlies start their league championship series versus San Jose Giants, which they won their first uh, meeting at San Jose. They beat them twelve to three. They'll play game number two tonight at the Chuck. And we'll finish the series on Friday, September 16th for game number three. And if the Grizzlies win the league championship, um, then they'll, they'll face off for the championship next week. So make sure to make it out to the Chuck for tickets. I think they're only $10 uh, right now during uh, the playoff time. So make sure you take advantage of that. Um, and make sure to support your local teams this week and tune in for more on your Fresno Grizzlies. Now let's talk about our Central Valley Fuego, who are 8, 6, and 9. Um, they dropped down one spot in the USL 1 standings uh, this week, landing at uh, number 9, just under uh, forward Madison. The Fuego has been off the last couple weeks as their last game. Um, they won at home versus Tucson 3-2. But this week, the Fuego will be at home versus Char the Charlotte Independents on Saturday, September 17th at 3.30 p.m. Um, and I want to just remind you, the Fuego's home field is right outside Valley Children's Stadium, right next to the baseball uh, base the Fresno State Baseball Stadium. Um, and this is going to be a big game for the Fuego. Like I said, as they drop down in the standings, but if they beat number six, Charlotte Independence, we may get some traction back um, and and get back into those uh, get, get back in the top of the of the um, USL one standings. Um, but then they'll also play next week on Wednesday, September twenty first at seven thirty for another home matchup. And this will be versus number eight forward uh, Madison. So this will be a great week to support, you know, all your local pro teams um, by going to, to, to a home game. Uh, make sure to support all your local sports teams um, by tuning in each and every week to the Blaze podcast. Now let's talk about the NFL. And now 
The NFL started the first week last week. We saw some incredible games. Um, the Bills and Rams started off the week, uh, but the Bills ended up getting the best out of the Rams. Um, the Bills beat the Rams 31-10. to uh, The Bills look incredible this year. Josh Allen has been throwing the ball, running the ball. He's a tough QB. It's going to be a tough time to beat these uh, these Bills this year. Um, but the 49ers also talk, took their first loss. Um, they lost 10-19 uh, to 19 to the Bears. Uh, the Bears, you know, were surprising this past week. Uh, really put together a, a real good game. Um, was able to get it done in the rain. Um, the 49ers looked like they were kind of out of it throughout the throughout the matchup. Hopefully, we might see them um, come back in week two and, and take a W. Um, another great game this week was the Steelers versus Bengals, which really went down to the wire. Uh, the Steelers got the best of uh, you know the Bengals, twenty three to twenty. Um, and then the Dolphins, the Dolphins end up uh, beating the Patriots. Nobody was was going for Tua this this past season, and Tua threw for 270 yards and a touchdown on the Patriots. So it's going to be interesting to see how good those Dolphins are, are going to be. Um, and then I want to talk about my Falcons and Saints game. Um, that's another game that went down to the wire. Um, the Falcons ended up. Um, losing by two, but they had a chance to win it, uh, kick a field goal with, I think it was a 54-yard field goal, which um, the Saints ended up blocking. Uh, but what a great game. Um, and then, you know, to top off the week, we had um, the Broncos versus Seahawks, uh, which was their Monday night game. And the Broncos, um, they got studded out by those Seahawks. The Seahawks are going to be sneaky this year, I think, especially with Geno Smith in that uh, QB1 spot. I'm not going to say the Seahawks are going to be uh, the best team in the NFC, but they definitely could uh, beat some of these NFC West teams uh, to, to make it real interesting for playoff uh aspects but uh week one is now in the books and uh we got to look forward to week number two and some of the uh, matchups this week is going to start off uh with thursday night with los angeles chargers versus the chiefs on sunday patriots versus steelers panthers versus giants jets versus browns colts versus jaguars dolphins versus ravens buccaneers versus saints commanders versus lions Seahawks versus 49ers, Falcons versus uh, Rams, Cardinals versus Raiders, Texans versus Broncos, Bengals versus Cowboys, Bears versus Packers, Titans versus Bills, and then the Vikings versus the Eagles. I mean, these are not uh, some of your average uh, matchups, but definitely have a lot of good potential in these games. Um, the game that I'm really going to be paying attention to is probably the Patriots-Steelers game and also, uh, of course, the Falcons-Rams game. But also to see, you know, if the, those those Packers can bounce back against the Bears in a division in a divisional matchup, that would be also a great game to check out. But also, of course, uh, the the Bills versus the Titans. I mean, the Bills are going to be a must-watch team this year, as I think a lot of people are picking them to win um, 
you know, the AFC this year. Um, they have a great running game, great passing game. And uh, with Stephon Diggs, they had a w- great wide receiver that is exploiting. They exploited, you know, uh, St. Louis's defense last week, so we might see another um, doozy here uh, against the Titans. So uh, we got a lot of great matchups for week number two. So make sure you guys tune in each and every week for more on the NFL. Now let's talk about the MLB, and we'll start off with the Dodgers, who are ninety-eight and forty-three, still first in the NL West. Uh, they ended up um, clinching their playoff spot uh, this week. The Dodgers just haven't been slowing down. Um, still got a lot of baseball to play throughout, you know, the whole league. Uh, but right now, uh, for the postseason, we're going to see uh, the postseason go from 10 teams to 12 teams with the addition of an extra wildcard entrant in the in each league. Um, the wildcard game has been replaced by the best of three wildcard series, which functions as the first round of play, um, the higher seed in each wildcard series will host games of that series, two or a maximum of three games. Um, the top two division winners in each league as determined by, you know, their record during the regular season gets a first round by that means to advance. You got to go advance straight to the best of five division series that functions you know, is really the second round of the of the playoffs. Uh, the four wild card round participants in each league uh, will decide. You know, the division winner with the worst record among division winners, and then the three non division winners with the best records. Uh, the division winner is automatically the number three seed, uh, regardless of whether one or all the teams um, make the wild card or has a better record, but. Really, the number one seed will get the bye. The best record in the league, number two seed, will also get the bye. Then the second best uh, record among division winners, number three seed, um, will become the third best record among division winners. And then number four seed will be best record among wildcard teams. So it's going to be a lot different now in the playoffs, especially with the number five seed, who's going to have the second best record among wildcard teams. And then that number six, six seed will be the third best record among wildcard teams. It's going to be a weird uh, playoff action this year, uh, but knowing that the the Dodgers already, you know, they've they've clinched the playoffs, so we got to talk about the playoffs a little bit. Uh, but now the Padres also uh, are now second in the NL West. They've been leading the Giants about ten games throughout the second leg of the um, of the season. Uh, their record still holds at seventy eight and sixty four. And then the Giants still third in the NL West with a 68-74 and 74 record. Um, next week, I want to start talking about more playoff picture, seeing where all these teams lie in the MLB. Um, I've only been talking about, you know, NL West teams uh, throughout this whole season. Uh, but now we got to start looking big picture and see what teams are going to start making it uh, a push into that, those wild card spots. So make sure you guys tune in each week to the Blaze Podcast for more on the MLB. Now I just want to talk about uh, UFC 279, which happened last week in Las Vegas. It was probably one of the most craziest situations that has happened in MMA 
where they had to switch fights at the last minute. Uh, Kazmat uh, Chimov was supposed to fight Nate Diaz at 279, which uh, Chimov or Kazmat didn't even make um, his set, uh, 171 pound limit. Um, you know, he, w- he was advised not to uh, break weight as he was vomiting, cramping. Um, so they ended up giving his vis- his physician ended up giving him the advice um, to not c- cut any weight uh, because of this. So they needed to, to switch uh, fights right at the at the uh, weigh in. So what ended up happening is Diaz ended up having to fight Ferguson. And then Hollins had to fight um, Cosma. So this was a great, great weigh-in. I mean, you saw you saw the, the 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 fireworks in the air. And I think Dana White had probably one of the best. Um, he had to make a move to to make this uh, this UFC 279 event go smoothly. You know, the lineup. Had great great talent on there, um, so like I said, Diaz had to fight Tony Ferguson, um, and then uh, Cosma had to fight Rollins at the end. But th- it was a great showing from uh, all all sides of of each fight. Uh, Cosma ended up beating Rollins in like 13 seconds, um, getting him into uh, a nice um, dark choke, um, calling it. I mean. It, it only lasted two or three three seconds for the guy to, until he was uh, ready to tap. And then we had uh, Nate, Nate Diaz um, do the same thing to Tony Ferguson. I mean, it, it was a great, great fight from both of them. But Nate Diaz is definitely one of my favorite fighters. And if you haven't seen this fight, make sure you guys check it out. Um, it's one one of the best ones that I've seen so far this year. So uh, I want to keep you guys involved with more of what's going on in the UFC each and every um, pay per view. So we're 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 gonna keep uh, doing this pay per views until um, it, it just stops. You know the the UFC right now is probably at at its uh, top right now, especially with what happened uh, last weekend and last weekend's event. So make sure you guys uh, tune in for more on the UFC. But I want to thank you for pushing play this week and every week. I want to remind you guys you can find us on all your streaming platforms, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, uh, Anchor Podcast, anywhere you really get your podcasts, you can find The Blaze. Uh, make sure you guys find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, all your streaming sites. Uh, make sure you guys are supporting all your local businesses. Make sure you're supporting all your local artists. And make sure you're supporting all your local podcasts. I'm Alejandro Oveda, signing off episode 186.